0: Good, good morning. We're glad you guys are here today. I just, um, somehow, somehow that you guys may have realized this, but there's been some times where we've really struggled. It's hard to come in and put on a smiley face when you're hurting deep inside, isn't it? And um, I realized over the last few days, the last few days of what sometimes I've been dealing with over the last few Year and a half, or year and three months. The other day, I was in the day center, and I went in and was talking to one of the ladies there. And I said, "I'm, I'm not doing good." And she said, "I know." I was like, "Man, I thought I had it all. Fine. I thought I had it all good. I thought y'all didn't know. You know, it was, you know, but um, but we are, we're, we're continuing to move forward. We're continuing to move forward." And I want you guys, because I keep hearing a theme from this morning, Do you know what I mean? Is that don't quit. Keep moving. He will. God is is able and he will be there for us and he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. And sometimes we go through life and it's like this, isn't it? We go to the valleys and then we come up on the the mountaintops and we go back to the valleys. And it's all good when you're on the mountaintop, isn't it? But then when you're in the valley, sometimes it's hard to be able to climb out. I don't ever want you guys to think that you can't climb out. Because we're here with you. You know, I, I read a story about the guy that had fallen into the hole, and, and people walked by, and everyone that walked by, he said, do me a favor and kick dirt in there. And they thought they were kicking dirt on the guy that was down, but guess what happened? He began to build the hole up to where eventually enough people kicked dirt in there, he was able to, to climb out. So sometimes when you're down, the enemy wants to kick that dirt on you, right? And and he wants to bring you down. But I'm here to tell you that God wants to build you up. And there's some things that I want us to be able today is to be able to reflect reflect on God's love today. But we're going to talk a little bit about um, Father's Day, and I wanted to find I found this video and I searched very extensively to find this because. Father's Day is kind of like Mother's Day. There can be some different emotions depending on the mother you had or the biological father you had. Hello? And I realize that we have such a diverse group that some had fathers live in their home and were active in their home and some weren't. Some didn't have fathers in the home at all. Some may have had fathers in the home, but they were absentee fathers. And then some of you may have great fathers. And, and wherever we fall on that spectrum, I just wanted to, I found a prayer that I wanted to share. So if you guys have got that video, I want to I wanna show you this video. And hopefully this will encompass all of us as far as with the fathers. And then we're going to talk a little bit about God's love. Check this video out. And the church said, Amen. Amen. I hope we were able to cover that. I want to put a little bit of fun back in today. So Bryce, can you come on up here? Has anybody else got some dad jokes? I singled Bryce out because I asked a few of you. Didn't want to put you on the spot. But if you've got some, they can be good dad jokes, but they have to be clean dad jokes. Okay, so that's why Bryce, that's why I brought you up here. Because I knew you'd have some good and some clean dad jokes for us.
1: He doesn't have to warn anybody else about clean jokes before he gives them a mic in the church, I guess I usually have some good jokes, but they usually gotta come like you know whenever your kids say something and then you say something right. really got a
0: response yeah really silly
1: back or it's actually kind of dumb back, and then they laugh at you <laughs> out of out of uh sympathy but so Justin sent me one earlier, he was talking about how he loved, uh, uh, or what, about, it was about evil chickens is what it was, I don't have it on here, see, so it's about evil chickens and they lay eggs, they're called deviled eggs. And, uh, and then there's the Will, Will Smith, if he's, if he's lost in the snow, do you know how to find him? You, you follow the Fresh Prince? And then, um, and then of course the ocean. What did the ocean say? The beach. Everybody knows that one. Or like we don't know well, you'll figure it out later. <laughs> it's the ocean said. It didn't say anything. It just waved. So, and then um, there was one in here that I thought was pretty good. Oh, I don't know. It's a, it, clean it, yeah, it was a. <laughs> It was a rumor about the butter. Yeah, it was, a, it was a rumor about the butter, but I don't want to spread it. So. Oh, my gosh. I don't know about you. you ever have
0: a father that would joke with you a little bit? So, you know, it's, um, sometimes we've got to continue to be able to have some different jokes. But um, before we get started today, i, I got to do something. Do, could, who is the youngest father here? In other words, you have a child that you... Is any, I, when I I've thought about my first child, I was 24, I think, when, when Michael was born. There any, how old are you, Ray? How old are you? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, he's, there, And anybody younger than 36 that has a child? Come on. 34. Anybody younger than 34, then you have a child. Okay. All right, you're going to have to help me with your name again here. Ramon, come on up here. Benjamin, anybody know Benny? Benny! 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 Bryce is 33 and he's lying. He is lying. He's a liar. Okay, so you're the youngest dad. So you're the youngest dad here. So here's, that's for you to, for the youngest dad. So... Let's give Ramona a hand clap of praise. Amen? Do you have a dad joke you want to share? I don't. <laughs> All right. Okay, who is the oldest dad? Who is the oldest dad? Delbert, how old are you? 80. We got 80. Jerry Brace, how old are you? He's past 80. He's 87. Anybody older than 87. Jerry Brace, come on up here. We need you to come on up here. Okay, so here is the old, oldest dad. We got this. See, you didn't know. You were like, I am going. I don't know if I want to go to church today. Now next Sunday you're going, I'm going back to church. Our family, let's go. We're going to church today. <laughs> you're the oldest dad, so there's a Benjamin for you. All right? His name's Benny. <laughs> let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. Okay, so now, now here is, this is going to be a, 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 how many that are here, the dads that are here, how many have the most children here in this building? And wait, we've got one? Who, who has two children? Four. You have. It is what it is, Ramon. In this building. In this building. You, get, you may have more than that, but we have, they, I want in here in church today. Justin's got two, but there are only two in this building. Okay, some of y'all going to like, I'm, by next year, I'm going to, no, I'm just, I was kind of, <laughs> come on, Ramon, it's in you here today, so, <laughs> now listen, just like a good dad, I, I give it to my wife. <laughs> Okay, so there's another one. So he's the youngest dad and the one with the most kids. And I'm telling you, you need that. You got the most kids, you need that, that's for sure. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Thank you for Ramon. Ramon, t- I think you need to bring about 12 people in here next week, and we'll see what next week brings, amen? So it's, it's Father's Day. Everybody say, Happy Father's Day. I, uh, I think I've gotten, and I apologize for this, sometimes I feel like I've gotten away from some of the fun at church that we had church for, amen? So I want to get back into the fun that we're having. But I want to talk a little bit about fathers that, fathers today, but I also want to talk about our Heavenly Father. I mean, it's time to celebrate the fathers that are out there, and we're going to celebrate you guys this, you know, today. It's not just because you're shining examples of how great a dad can be or, um, or, or I want us because we celebrate our Heavenly Father and the reflections that we have that God has for us. So I want to kind of give you some things today that I want us to look at. So we can look at our biological fathers, but I want us to really begin to focus on our heavenly fathers. And let's begin to start reflecting on that, okay? So number one, what I want to do is, is I want to share with you that, that like God, dads, you have provided for us. You have provided for us. How many of you had a father that provided for him? Okay? That that provided. My father, My father, I'm the youngest of five. So I'm the youngest of five, and I'm the baby of the family. And there was one thing that my family did is my dad provided. He provided. He would put food on the table. Sometimes it was liver and onions, but it was food that was on the table. Amen? And I was telling somebody that uh, that you know my father was my father <laughs> my father was a bricklayer. He he would he would uh, he would work. He worked as a bricklayer, and that's what he did. He when we moved from New York to North Carolina, he worked on Wake Forest University. And, and on, on a Monday, he came in and came home, and mom said, what are you doing home? And he said, well, the guys that were supposed to mix up the mortar for him to, because, you know, it's sometimes he was three or four stories up, you know, doing this brick, doing the brick work. They didn't show up, so he couldn't work. So he ended up finding a different job, but my father continued to lay brick. Amen. I'm with you. Yes. Amen. He, he he continued to lay brick. He would build barbecue. We used to call them barbecue pits. Now, you know, it's you know it's all these fancy outdoor kitchens and stuff like that that people have. Back then, it was just a barbecue pit up in New York, and I'd go with him, and he'd pull his little cement mixer on the back of his truck, and I'd haul brick to him and block to him, and you know what I'm talking about. The, you know, we would do all that. My dad was a good provider, and as we think about our Heavenly Father's, I want us to remember that God is a provider. Everybody say provider. Because he provides for us. He provides for us. Oh, no, you aren't hearing me today because all of a sudden there's, we're thinking, well, wait a minute. There were times where maybe I, my heavenly father didn't provide for me. No, no, you, you aren't hearing me because every time our heavenly father has provided for us. Can I give him a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. So it's just like... um. It's just like in the beginning. In the very beginning God said to the Israelites that he would provide for them. And how many of you know there are times in my life that I was like I remember I remember this one one deacon at our church we were praying and he was like Lord I want to thank you for these hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. I want to thank you that sometime I'm going to have some steak. <laughs> But he was grateful for the hot dogs and macaroni and cheese because he knew that God had provided for that. And no matter what he's provided for, he's a provider for us. So you, you guys will have to stay with me. I didn't put these scriptures up there. But I want to share with you in Nehemiah 9.15. We're talking about provider. God, you've provided for us. He goes on and he says, Through your servant Moses, you decreed commands, rules, and instructions. You gave bread from heaven in their hunger. You remember that for the Israelites? You sent water from the rock for their thirst. Remember that? Even when they wanted some meat, he sent sent meat, didn't he? And it was up to their nostrils. He said, "You told them to enter and take the land which you promised them to give." So I want you to show. I want to show you this from the very beginning. God has been a provider. He is our provider, Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. The word says, "The Lord that provides for us." He is our provider. So when I look at the natural fathers, I know there are some that you know, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work and I in the prayer that we we showed on the video, it was for those dads that are working, and they're trying to provide for their family I, I think i i have I have been that guy I have been that guy that would i would do whatever i had to i uh, you know some of y'all may not know this, but we have pigs and years years ago back in North Carolina, I would get up in the morning and I wasn't preaching, but I would get up in the morning at six a m and I would go to the hog barn and Joel would help me. And we would walk the aisles and pull the pigs and do some of that. Can I get an amen, Dale? Because Dale's been there and done that. And, and we would, I would do that until 9 or 9.30. And then I would drive back home, take a shower, go to church. Hello? And then after church, I'd go back out and walk the barns again. And then at 5 o'clock, I'd go back out and walk the barns again. So I would be able to continue to do that because I wanted to provide for my family. And it was important that these animals had food and water and they were well taken care of because that's what we're doing. We're feeding America. Actually, we're feeding Japan and China also. I want you to know that God is our provider. Number one, you've provided for us. My father, when I look at my biological father, and I want to thank Jerry Brace because I sent him a text this morning in between us and it was... I'm so honored to be able to call him dad. My father passed away um, in 1992, and so I was 31 years old when he passed away. Some of you may have had a, a father that may have not been there before then, but I know what it's like to to lose him, especially at the times where you think that your life is turning and you want to be able to have dad be able to be there, and that's one of the things. Let me give you number two. The second thing that I want to share with you, and I thought about dad's was that you've guided us. You've guided us. Did you have a biological father that would guide you? <laughs> My dad would go, may not be a good idea, Eric. He was never one to say, you are not doing this. Well, he would when it was like, get out there and take the trash out. <laughs> may have been that, but it was like it, he guided me. I remember, and I'm just going to relate this to me. I remember when I was 14 years old and he was like, you know, you're, you're going to be 15 and, and you're going to be able to get your permit. And in order to be able to get your permit, you're, you're going to need to be able to get your license and drive. Because mom and I are not going to let you drive our car. You have to get your own if you, if you want to work and you want to earn some money. And that's what you're going to have to do. So you're going to have to get your own car. So he guided me to buy a calf. He said, I got this idea. Has anybody heard this one? So we, uh, my first car, this is how I got my first car, and I was thinking about being guided by my biological father. He said, here's what I want to do. He said, uh, he said, I want you to buy a calf. How much money you got? And I had 70-some dollars paid, saved up. And he said, I want you to buy a calf, and I will take care of the feed. You feed the cow, <laughs> the calf. It'll become a cow. Then when you get older in a couple of years, we'll sell it. Right? So I was 14, 14 and a half. He said, you can do that. I was like, this is my dad guiding me. You know? And I just thought he was being cheap. (laughs) How many of you know when we're younger, we don't know. We have no idea what it's like to raise five kids. And so I've got this calf, and he would keep track of it. And when I I got my license, and I started working... Uh, or excuse me, before I got my license, I started working at a movie theater because they would take me. I was 14, 14 and a half, and I would pay to have my guy take me back and forth to to my home and and, and pay him for gas money and to do that, one of the guys that worked there. And I saved my money, saved my money, saved my money. And then when I got to be 16, because I don't know about you, and the kids nowadays, I'm like, hey, you're 16 or 17, like, you got your license? And they're like, no. I was like, man, when I was 16, I was 15 and a half. I was trying to get my license, you know. I was like, no, I don't have my license yet. I'm 19 years old. I don't have a license. I'm like, what? I would be 16. I wanted my license. So the day I got, I was born, I mean, on my birthday, on the 16th birthday, I was at the driver's license place getting my license. Got my license. And dad says, you know what? He said, you got your license. Now you're going to need a car. He said, I've got this 1965 Pontiac Tempest. This car was so long, you had to take it to the airport and turn it around. (laughs) It was white with a red interior, and it was four-door. That's what a 16-year-old stud wants to drive, is a red and white four-door long limo car, right? Back then, you didn't want to drive. And he said, here's what I need you to do. This is my dad guiding me, right? He's guiding me, and he's saying, here's what I need you to do. He said, here's the deal I'll make. I want to buy a truck. Your mom says it's okay to buy this truck, so I want to sell you my car for $500. And I was like, well, I think it may be worth more than that. He said, it is worth more than that. He said, but you give me the cow. You give me your cow and $500, and you can have that 1965 Pontiac Tempest. And he said, how much money you got? And I told him I had 600 and some saved up. He said, okay, tomorrow I want you, this was on, a, was on a Sunday. He said, tomorrow I want you to, when we were having this conversation, I want you to call the insurance guy, and here's the card. My dad did not call the insurance person for me. He said, you call him you find out how much it's going to cost for you to get insurance, and let's see what we got. So I did, and I remember I had enough money. He asked me, I had enough money to pay for my insurance, title the car, and buy the car, and give, and I had to give him my cow. He said, the thing about the cow is you still get to eat steak. <laughs> how many of you know my dad was guiding me? He was teaching me how to use money. He was teaching me the value and the importance. Since the time I was 14 years old when he was teaching me how to do that. There's a whole other backstory of why at 14 I started mowing lawns and had my own television and all that other stuff because my mom told me I couldn't watch what she wanted on TV and I said, so if I get my own TV I can watch what I want to? And she said yeah, the next day I walked out of the front door, went to the neighbor's house and started mowing their lawns and Bobby about within, within a month or so later I had my own TV in my own bedroom, and listen. When I got when I got, oh, you all have have never been made to go to your bedroom, have you? When I was younger, I got there a lot, and I could go to my bedroom. And she said, "Go to your room." I'm like, "Okay." I turn on my own TV. She couldn't take my own TV away from me, but then she tried to threaten me on the electricity. That she paid the electricity, she'd cut the electricity off, and I wouldn't be able to watch my own TV. This is my parents guiding me. Are you with me? So think about your biological father that would guide you. And if you didn't have a biological father, think about our heavenly father that wants to guide us and navigate us through situations in our lives. Through the word of God, when we read, there are certain things that take place. If we do this, we have these consequences. And if the Israelites did this, they suffered these consequences. How many of you know there are, the word of God tries to guide us through our lives? As fathers, we try to, we want to guide our children. I want to get them in the right direction. I want to keep them on the right path. I want to nudge them here and there. I want to be able to continue to encourage them and uplift them. So God tries to help us navigate through every decision, big or small. My Mustang that you guys know that I got a year or so ago. Um my when I was 16 and 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 I had that other car and 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 I saved up some money and I ended up buying my mustang Dad and I went to look at I'll bet you 10 different mustangs And every one that I looked at I was like dad. This is it. And He's like, I don't think so You're not going to be happy He didn't make me. He just said I don't think you're going to be happy with it He said I don't think you're going to be happy with it And then I found one that I was happy with but our heavenly father guides us Our heavenly father provides for us And he wants to guide us. He wants to guide us through the difficult places. And I'm thinking back on right now where you guys are in your life. And thinking about how he wants to guide you through this situation. Dealing with the children that you have. Dealing with the different ideas and thoughts and, 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 and their, their characters and their gifts and, and all of their abilities. And you've got some that are different this way and some that act this way. And I mean, we, I remember Joel. Joel was, Joel was the sneaky guy. Joel was sneaky. He would be the one Rachel would just ask and she's like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And she would wear you out and you're like, fine, take it. Joel, he would say, I want this. And you'd say, no, but he'd sneak it right? He's like, I remember one time we had a a box of candy he was supposed to be selling for a school fundraiser. (laughs) He sold one box. We sold one box, right? You remember, you know this story. He sold one box, right? He sold the one box and he was like, dad, I need to get another box. I said, I've sold that one. Oh, that's great. You know, I can help you sell them and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, I forgot about, about three weeks later, the school's sending something home going, where's that box of candy? We didn't get paid for it. We found all the wrappers underneath the bed. Hello? I'd say, don't be eating that candy, and he would sneak it. So he would sneak it. So we, w- we want to be able to... I want to be guided. I want... He guided the Israelites. He continued to guide us. God wants to guide us and navigate us. I was thinking about... The, I wrote down Psalm seventy-eight fifty-two. It says this. Then he led his people out like sheep, took his flock safely through the wilderness... Took good care of them. He had not. They had nothing to fear. The sea took care of their enemies for good. He brought them into his holy land. This was about the time when when they were leaving in Egypt and they were in bondage and they were crossing over the Red Sea. And I'm telling you, he, you know, he, he parted the waters. Oh, come on, somebody, are you hearing me today? I'm here to tell you that God wants to guide you. He wants to part the waters when you're walking through those situations, and He wants to be able to to make provision for you, and He wants I want you to be able to walk through on dry land. Can I get an amen? Say he wants to guide us. The other thing that I want to give you is that fathers have been present. Mine was, I can't say that my, my, my dad, Jerry Brace, has been present in my life. My father worked a third shift and then a second shift when he got. So when I was in high school, he never got to go to any of my ball games or stuff like that. And I've heard people say, man, my father never missed a single one of my ball games. He was always there. That's great. My father never went to any of mine because he couldn't. He worked from 3 to midnight Monday through Friday, and he would get home at 1 o'clock in the morning. And, but before that, he was our coach in baseball, and he was part of that. So, but he had always been present. Even when he worked, he wanted to make sure he was home. He wanted to make sure he was there. He wanted to make sure he was present with us. In order for me to be present with my dad, I'd work beside him. <laughs> he wanted to make sure I was present with him while he picked up rocks and mowed the yard and, come on, cut firewood and, and laid brick and did everything else. And I loved all that stuff. I, I got to enjoy all that things, all those things. But our Heavenly Father, I'm here to tell you, is present. He's not an absentee dad. Some of you may have had an absentee dad, and I'm here to tell you, our Heavenly Father is not an absentee father. He wants to be there, and He wants to be near you and by you and have you call upon Him. Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, Be strong, take courage. Don't be, uh, don't be intimidated. Don't give them a second thought because God, your God, is striding ahead for you, right there for you, and he won't let you down, and he won't leave you. Come on, give him some praise in the house. He won't leave you. He won't leave you. He won't leave you. He won't leave you. The scripture says he won't leave you. He won't leave you. There's things that the Holy Spirit's not going to leave you alone on some issues in your life. Sometimes I just had to throw up my hands and say, okay, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you got this. Hebrews 13, 5, God said, I'll never let you down. This is a message Bible. I'll never let you down and I'll never walk off and leave you. I read, I read a scripture about this one lady that, that her husband and they were dealing with some marriage issues and, and she would walk, or he would walk out the front door just to cool off and she'd go berserk. Well, come to find out when she was seven, her biological father walked out that front door for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. So every time her husband would walk out that door while they were mad and angry She was anticipating he would never come back. So there's some things that you got to know that our heavenly Father will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He's going to be there. He's not going to walk off. When things get tough, when things get hard, I'm here to tell you, when things are hard in our lives, and there's been times where we've walked through, it's been hard. It's been the hardest thing I've ever done, and I've done a lot of hard stuff. But it has been the hardest thing I've ever had to walk through. But I know that he is not going to walk off and leave us in the middle of, no matter how I'm dealing and my feelings and emotions, that he's there with us. He's been present. Everybody say present. Another thing about you, have the, the fathers, would be, you've been patient with us. Has God been patient with you? <laughs> Come on, you did some boneheaded stuff, and God, you're still here. Amen. I mean, if God would really wanted to, he could just be pff, a grease spot. There I would be. It'd be gone. It'd be over, right? It'd, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be over with. It'd be done. But you know what? He's been so patient with us. He's been patient with us. He's helping us grow. He's helping us learn. Even through the mistakes that we make. Oh, come on. Somebody got to hear me today. The mistakes that we make, God's not looking at that mistake and trying to hold that mistake against you and make you pay penance for that mistake six times in order for that mistake to be forgiven. Number one, that for, that mistake is forgiven when you ask Him, and then even before you ask Him, it's actually forgiven. But you ask Him for, and you're, He's for you're forgiven for that. You can begin to walk out those things. There are consequences that you got to deal with and we've got to deal with those consequences, but I want you to know he's been patient with us. He's always going to be patient. I'm telling you, I want to run out ahead. Shelley will tell you sometimes, man, it's just like, poof, I'm just going. There goes Eric. There he goes. You forgot your shoes. Where's your wallet? Where's your hat? You need your glasses. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, you ever, anybody ever done that? You take off, and you're like, hey, wait a minute. You know, and then I get down the road, and I'm headed over to Terry's house, and I'm like, oops, I forgot what I was supposed to take to Terry's house. <laughs> because I was impatient, and God is very patient with us. He wants to help us grow. Second Peter 3, 9, it says, God is patient toward you. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient. Love is kind. God's patient because he is love. So when I see love is patient, I know that God is patient. Two more I think I'll, I'll give you. Number one is, or, or the next one would be, like God, we see our heavenly fathers. You forgive us. You forgive us. You forgive us. I caught our house on fire when I was a kid. I was playing with matches in my mom and dad's bedroom. And I was lighting the match and blowing an anthro in a trash can. I go back, lay on the bed because I was supposed to be taking a nap. Look over, and the trash can's on fire. And the desk is on fire. So I just very calmly opened the door, got my little squirt gun, went to the bathroom, filled it up with water, closed the door because I didn't want my sisters to know what's going on. And I'm trying to put out that fire. Well, it caught on fire for the, the trash can and then the desk, and it was starting to catch on fire for the wall. And I've walked out a bunch of times back and forth. One of my sisters was like, Eric, what are you doing? I said, there's just a fire in the bedroom, and I'm just trying to put it out. It's a true story. My dad comes in. He picks that desk up, and he throws it out. This is a second-story window. Because there was a basement underneath this, and their bedroom was above the, the garage. So he busted that window out, and he threw that thing out. And they said it was an electrical fire. Do you know I held that? For 30 plus years. That I was the one that started that fire. I think they may have known. Fire department says it was an electrical fire. I remember telling my mom. My father had already passed on. I said, Mom, you know I started that fire. She was like, what? you want to spank me? (laughs) I probably needed it, right? But I think my dad knew. But he was willing to forgive us. It's Father's Day. And our Heavenly Father is willing to forgive us for anything and everything I've done. Not only is he willing to, he wants to. And look, I've seen some stuff that y'all don't even need to know about. Stuff that wasn't good. Been in situations that weren't good. Weren't holy. But God has forgiven us. And he's forgiven you. He offers this thing called grace. So that the mistakes that we make will not define us. Who we belong to as a child of the Most High God is what defines us. First John 1 John 1.8 If we claim that we are free of sin, we're only fooling ourselves. A claim like that is errant nonsense. On the other hand, if we admit our sins, simply come and clean them about us, he will not let us down. He'll be true to himself He'll forgive our sins and purge us from all wrongdoing. What sometimes people think is that they want God to take care of the consequences of the sin. And that just doesn't happen. There are some times where it does. And you get a lighter sentence. I know, I've met a few officers and I was guilty. I should have received the ticket, right? But the mercy of God or the grace of God kicked in my life. So not only does he forgive us. This is the last one I want to give you. Then I want to give you some gifts. Just like a biological father. Most of all. They love us. They love us unconditionally. I mean I don't like some things my kids did. But I'll never not love them. I don't like their behavior at times. But I'll never not love them. And the world has got it mixed up, Angela. They got it mixed up. They think that that because you do good, then you're loved. And love is not about how good you are or not good you are. God's love is unconditional. And he loves us even though I'm in a mess. And he'll look at that mess and, and, and he'll see the potential and the destiny and the plan and the purpose that he has for my life. And he's not looking at the mess. He's looking at the message that's inside the mess when I come out of it. Unconditionally. Fathers love us like God loves us. John fifteen nine. it says, As the Father has loved me, Jesus was talking, I also loved you. Remain in my love. Jesus said, Father loves me. I love you. I'm going to remain in the Father's love. You remain in my love. That's the love that is there. God is love. I want to read this scripture to you. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other when sincere love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refused to love doesn't know the first thing about God. Because God is love. So you can't know Him if you don't love. I've had people say, I'm not loving no more. I'm like, don't do that. I would rather be one that loved and lost than one that never loved. Oh, let me say that again. I would rather be one that loved and lost than one that never loved. It goes on and it says this. This is how God shows us his love for us. That he sent his son into this world that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we were once upon a time loved by God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. The damage to what I've done has hurt my relationship with God and the blood of Jesus Christ covers that. So it can be renewed. I can be renewed in His sight. That's love. That's love. <laughs> I was having a conversation with my wife the other day. And it was like, love keeps no records of wrongs. Ouch. I can't even remember it. Not supposed to. Well, How do I, over, how do I overcome it? Well, through God's love you can overcome that. And I cannot keep a record of wrongdoing. Because if I'm keeping tally then that's not a good place to be. Amen? So I want us to be able to realize that He's provided for us. Everybody say provided. Not only that our Heavenly Father has provided for us, but He guides us. Say, He guides me. Tell the person next to you, He's guiding you. He's guiding you. He's present. He's ever present. He's with us. Jesus said it this way, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You think you can get away from me? You go to the club, I'm there. Right? You go to the attic, I'm there. You go to the basement, I'm there. He's also patient with us. Man, isn't he patient with you? And you guys have been so patient with us and so patient with me, but God is so even more patient with us. He's also patient with us. And what? He forgives us. Say, I'm forgiven. My sins are forgiven. Did you guys know that? Oh, man, the more and more I look at that and I think, man, what an amazing thing. It's like, delete. It's erased. Where did it go? <laughs> Why would you do that? Where's Jimmy Clark? I was like, <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> God loves us and he cares for us and he wants to wipe that stuff away. And he's loved us. He has loved us. Let's pray. I'm going to bring the kids in. And I don't want to give you guys a Father's Day gift. But I want to go ahead and pray now. Because today as we celebrate Father's Day. That we begin to start looking at our Heavenly Father. And we know that you continue to guide us. You continue to give us strength. You continue to lead us. Thank you for these fathers that have sown in their lives. Whether they think they're a good father or not a good father. You are the good Father. Like Richard said in Matthew 6, it talks about Jesus' prayer, our Father which art in heaven. That He's our Father, our Heavenly Father, our Abba Father, our Daddy. And we love you, and we are grateful for you. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for all the things that you do for us. And we just receive that right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Our kids have made a few things, and we would appreciate if all the fathers in this amazing house can stand up now. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, Okay, first they're going to deliver to their loved ones and then we have extra gifts for everyone Okay, come on kids Want to give that to your families right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus (laughs) That's so awesome That's so awesome They got some stuff to give to the dads too. Okay, good. Come back right here to Miss Sarah. Yeah, when they give you, if you guys have got a keychain, you know I love to give out keychains, so if you guys have got keychains, once you get it, go ahead and be seated so the kids will know who's got one and who has not, okay? So if you've got a keychain, you can go ahead and be seated. Here we go. They're just catching all the dads here. Hey, you hey, you got a haul today, Ramon. You got a haul today, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is good. Okay, so everybody, we got a couple more back there standing up. Bobby, you got a keychain yet? Jerry needs one. Did everybody guys oh you got one? Glenn, you get a keychain. How about the guys in the sound booth? Did you guys get Mike needs to get one, get one in the to Mike in the sound booth. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm giving you the opportunity. All right. If you guys, let's just go. If you will stand to your feet and we're going to honor the Lord today. Thank you. Thank you. How many of you know it's good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I want you to take this with you this week and go forth in his power and his might. Just remember that you are forgiven. If you don't know Jesus, just begin to invite him into your heart. Sometimes people say, well, I just said these words, but yet their lives haven't changed. And I want to see life change. We want to see verifiable outcome is what it's called. Something changes in your life. Let me pray with you. Father, right now. Oh, she, Ava's going to do it. You go, girl. Father, we just thank you for all the fathers that have been here for all the kids and that have um, provided so much for them. And they've been so great and amazing. And we just wanted to thank you, them. And I hope you guys liked your gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We bless you guys. Go forth in his power and his might. We love you. We'll see you next week.